Titans dethrone the Ravens. Why? Bro, like, I watched that game last week. Why not? I'm not saying that Ryan Tannehill's going to run all over. Have you seen Lamar Jackson? <laughs> <laughs> How many times did uh, Lamar throw the ball? 59? 59. Yeah. 59 times. 59 attempts. That's not the way you've won games all year. Tip off the buzzer beater. Kick off to Hail Mary. This is Triple Overtime. What's up, everybody? This is Triple Overtime. This is your boy, Tony. I'm here with Tiago and Cliff. What's up? What's up? What's up? And some crazy things happened in the NFL playoffs this weekend. And, of course, we always got NBA action rolling on. So let's get right into it. In the NFC, we had the Niners playing the Vikings. Cliff, I remember you saying something about your boy, Kirk Cousins. What's up, man? <laughs> oh, man, yeah. Kirk is at home on the couch now. It's all good, though. It's all good. It's, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Football is, football is the greatest team sport ever. And it's his team, in my opinion, failed him. Well, more so than his team, more so his offensive coordinator. But it is what it is. Better team won. So that day, at least. Niners looked really good. Really, really I, couldn't, good. I couldn't agree with you more. The better team did win. I will say this, though. What's really funny, and, and it's, like, it's like the Vikings have to lose in order for me to praise Kirk Cousins. He was 21 for 29, 172 passing yards and a touchdown. I mean, he played he played pretty well. I mean, he played better than Jimmy G's stats. He didn't lose. Yeah, he didn't lose. It wasn't his fault. Yeah. I can say that confidently. It wasn't but his fault. He lost, but it wasn't, it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't his fault. For sure. But when Dalvin Cook has nine carries for 18 yards, yeah. you got to get your boy. I yeah. mean, I don't think it was Dalvin's fault either. It was, more, it was Stefanski. I think they played poorly. I want to say that again. And, and the Niners, the Niners so, don't suck. I mean, they got back Quan for that game. They they had that. I think it was like fourteen days off. I should look that up before we start recording. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> yeah. it was one of those. Things, you know, they had time to get healthy, and they looked healthy. They looked amazing. Yeah, and, and the Vikings yeah. looked like they played a game last week, and it took a lot out of them. That's what they looked like. Yeah. Anyways, let's keep going. Yeah. So Seahawks in the pack. Um, I definitely got this one wrong. I definitely bet on the wrong quarterback on this one, pulling the game off. Uh, Cliff, you called it, man. You said Aaron Rodgers had it. Well, you didn't bet on the wrong quarterback. It wasn't Russell Wilson's fault. It's just, like I said, they, they're lacking too many areas. It was just, I think it was going to catch up. It's going to catch up with them this week. It was just too much to fight back for. I guess. I mean, they rely on Russell Wilson a to lot. do everything. Everything. He's he's the LeBron of that team. He's got <laughs> a real MVP. But uh, <laughs> I mean, he almost. I, I, he made it a game. He made it a game. Yeah. I sure. enjoyed watching the game. I didn't enjoy the beginning of it just because I was like, oh, this is going to be a run. But it, it ended up making it a game towards the end for yeah. sure. It was a game. I mean, Devontae Adams, though. My goodness. Yeah, dude's a stud. Yeah. Yeah, sure. All right. So 49ers, Packers, in Santa Clara. Where are you guys, where are you guys going? Cliff, we'll go with you first. I'm going to go. I'm going to go Niners. I don't want the Niners to win, but I'm going to go Niners. Um, I don't know. I think the defense will be able to contain the force offensively just just enough. I'm going to, I'm going to take I'm going to take them 31-17. Actually, it's going, to, it's going to look worse than what it is, but I'll be taking 31-17. Wow. Yeah, because I I think that um, you know Rogers. If you look at if you look at Rogers when he's been really good this year, it's obviously been with Devontae Adams and. Um, but I feel as if he's their only weapon on the outside. And then the rest of the force offense is the run game. And what the Niners do good, they really run defense. Agreed. And so I don't I don't think that they'll be able to put enough pressure on them offensively to make Jimmy beat them. Like you, in order to beat the Niners, you have to make Jimmy beat you. Jimmy's not going to beat you. And so far there hasn't been a team that can put enough pressure on them to make Jimmy go out and win the game. Yeah. 
Agreed. Tiago, what do you think? Well, defense wins championships, and, and the 49ers definitely have the best uh, defense, uh, I think, in the <laughs> NFC, probably in the league. But um, Packers are taking this one, uh, no doubt. I mean, Devontae Adams is a stud. Defense wins you championships, but offense wins you games. Um, this is a game that I think uh, the Packers will be more prepared for than, than the Niners. Um, I, I don't doubt Aaron Rodgers and, and, and the actual Aaron, the real bad man, his last name isn't Rogers. It's 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 Jones. This man is he, he's phenomenal. I think the run game it'll be a very balanced attack, and that's why I think the Packers will take. Yeah, uh, I like the Niners in this one. Uh, I like same same thing I said last week. They got enough running backs where they're staying fresh. They got three guys who can do anything. We saw uh, Raheem Mostert that you know dominate the end of the season, and then. What happens in their first game in the playoffs? Tevin Cohen pops off. So they've got the talent that they're going to be able to just hand it to the hot guy and let him go. Their defense is going to get enough pressure on Aaron Rodgers where I think – I wouldn't say he makes mistakes, but he has to get the ball out a little bit faster than he's comfortable. Um, and they're not leaving – they're not leaving uh, Devontae Adams open like the Seahawks did. You know? I think I think LaFleur has done a tremendous job, but I, I just think that he's going to be a little outmatched here. And uh, – I think the talent for the Niners is a little bit more even and on both sides of the ball versus the Green Bay has these spikes of talent. You have the spike of talent at quarterback, the spike of talent at running back, the spike of talent at wide receiver. Um, and then it kind of just levels. I think their defense is like severely overrated. It's been one of those like – they talk about the Packers' defense a lot. I don't really think it's that good. I, I, I think they're, they're that, big play yeah. oriented. And I don't think that – I mean, well, we got to talk about, too, the fact that we've already seen this game and the Niners completely obliterated them. Absolutely. Like, easily. Yeah, it's right the season, though. I, I just – I feel like this team reminds me of that of that Packers championship team a couple years. They're just so balanced. They didn't, That team didn't have a tremendous defense either. I mean, yeah. it's But they it's weren't just, playing against Kyle Shanahan either. It's true. <laughs> it's true. Look, to me, it, I, I think it, it's going to be close. It's going to be close. But I'm going Pack. All right. Well, let's jump to the AFC then. Uh, Chiefs Texans. This is the one that started out first quarter, twenty four to zero, and then we we were all texting each other like, "What happened with this?" And then Patty Mahomes happened. Yeah, that was ugly. I think I think that that fan left and <laughs> and everything just changed. <laughs> the one Patrick Mahomes yeah. told to stay home next yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. That, you know, but but no. In all seriousness, I I think experience was was a big thing. Um, you know, and you, you were just kind of seeing it there with Pat and, um, you know, they were, they were, they were heavily favored to win this game. I think they went in just kind of thinking that it was going to play out that way. I mean, it was, it it was an interesting couple of minutes to begin with. And then boom, next thing, you know, an explosion, three touchdowns in, in what, three minutes. Yeah. Insane. Yeah. I think that the, uh, the crazier part for me is that their halftime, Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes had almost. Very similar stats. They had 200 and change passing yards. They had, you know, the same amount of touchdown. Actually, uh, Patrick Mahomes had one more touchdown. But if you looked on paper, even when the game was over, you looked on paper, there was one turnover per team. The yardage was about the same. It's just one team put the ball in the end zone. And that's, that, I just, I couldn't believe it. I've never seen anything like that. The numbers lied. That that game was nothing like it showed. Uh I think well there's there's three big factors to me. Well, I mean, we already knew 
that I had the Chiefs winning that game. Yeah, well, yeah, we all think everyone that was did, easy. and so yeah. just it just took a little bit for them to get going. I don't but think we thought it was going to happen that way. I mean, I didn't see an early twenty-four. Well, yeah, twenty-four. Well, you usually can't come back from that, but. Uh, I think there's three moments in that game you can point to for why the Texans ended up losing it or not holding us to the lead. One was special, well, two of them were special teams. The fake punt was a disaster. Absolutely. And the fumble and kickoff. I will say this about the fake punt. Um, oh, I can't even remember. His that name. guy made a heck of a tackle. Yeah, heck, oh, of, a heck of a tackle. tackle. I mean, yeah, you can't sure. even be mad about that. That was a good move. I, I, I don't blame them for being aggressive. On that, I blame, nah, him for being aggressive. I blame him for being aggressive on their own 30 yard line. That's yeah, why I blame Bill him. Bill O'Brien hasn't shown us to be the sharpest. I, I get that, but in that scenario, he I, had I to mean, make, he had to make one guy miss. You have to understand how, how much respect that is to Pat Mahomes and to that team and to that offense that Bill O'Brien is willing to make a risky move. That, because here's the thing if that works, oh, he's a genius. Oh, they, I mean, hold, they, they hold on to the that game. lead. They still lose the game. Not but. necessarily true. There was a huge momentum shift, momentum shift after that. So I yeah. think Bill was was aggressive. But if that works, we're we're saying a totally I different. Just, it's a totally different narrative. It's Bill's a genius. Bill. I just don't know if I agree with that with that ideology. I I think uh you know if we're up twenty four seven or whatever the score was at the time twenty four zero I think or whatever yeah whatever it was just punt the ball just play D play D. Because, I mean, you know, who's to say that there isn't a tip pass as intercepted? At Who, that point. Who's to say anything could happen? At that point, their defense had already proven that they were going to be get able stopped. to handle it. So. So. It's fair. It's I fair. mean, you're right. I mean, both sides. I mean, if he, if he, you know, if he gets the first down, Bill's a hero. But mm-hmm. I just, I, you're playing with fire like that. I mean, I know you're up 24-0, but you're playing with fire. Yeah, like that was risky. But. And again, that momentum shift was because you took that aggression versus exactly. if you just kicked the ball. They do have to take a long drive, which, you know, the Chiefs, a long drive is more than two plays. But if they have to drive down the field to score on your defense, which they haven't been able to score on yet, even if they score, that momentum swing isn't as apparent. It's not as violent of a swing. And I think so. I agree with both of you. Well, I mean, this this game was over after. After the, after the half, like, it, it was, was a game that no one expected the Texans to win anyway. But I, I, I don't know. I just, I like the aggressiveness. I, I really do. I remember I wasn't home, so I, I turned on the TV, oh, and it was, right. it was about eh, ten minutes left in the second quarter when I got home to start watching the game. <laughs> and so it was twenty four zero when I turned it on, and I was like, oh my god! And I remember texting you guys and really? like, guys, we, we are gonna have to eat crow on this podcast this week. This oh, is crazy. Sure. And then, and then. Pat Mahomes happened. Yeah, absolutely. The avalanche. All right, so let's go to my favorite point of the week. Let's talk about the Titans-Ravens game. Tiago, what do you have to say for yourself? Look, I'm just I'm, – I'm just – okay, okay, here. Okay, I'm, I'm going to be the bigger person here, and I'm just, I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to come out and say what needs to be said, and that is um, – Y'all see Kirk Cousins lose though? Because <laughs> <laughs> he he, did not, was, he let, didn't show up. Let me know? be the Can we talk about that for a second? Let me no? be the bigger person for you, Tiago. Let no, me help still you. Still the Titans? We're let still me, talking about Yeah, that? we're still talking about the Titans okay. and the Ravens. All right, what are we doing? I said that the Ravens would only score 10 points. And you said there's no way that Lamar Jackson led <laughs> offense can only score 12. I did say that. 10 points. And you know what? You were right. 
You were right. I was wrong. He scored 12 points. <laughs> so congratulations on you being right and me being wrong. That's yeah, And I, apolo- that. I will apologize to you for being wrong. I'll take that, that. I'll take that win in a way. Um, no, no. In all seriousness, I mean, look, Lamar Jackson's 23 years old. I don't think this diminishes what he's done. I don't think it diminishes what he's um, what he's done all season. And I mean, look, and honestly, I don't think it was his fault. You know, yes, the numbers were not great. His numbers weren't terrible. Um, 31 to 59, 365 yards, one touchdown, two, two interceptions, lost fumble. They weren't they weren't terrible. Well, to help you out, I mean, Willie Sneed did drop a touchdown pass, but we'll let that go. <laughs> and again, but that's going to happen. That's going to happen. But you know what I think really hurt them? Mark Ingram, uh, that injury was worse than maybe they thought. Absolutely. He had six carries. Six carries. You can't win with, with that. No, they were, run, run, they were run first team. So now you're – how many times did uh, Lamar throw the ball? 59? 59. Yeah. 59 times. Yeah. 59 attempts. That's not the way you've won games all year. Great. But in – for in Baltimore's defense, did that wasn't a game that they played all year. Like the, I think, um, I think for the teams, well, you see both sides of the coin here. Like for example, in the Niners game, the Niners with that week off, with well rested and ready to go, and I was hoping that Kirk would have rhythm. Then we flip it over to the AFC, and I think that week off kind of hurt Baltimore's rhythm. I think yeah. their offense is a rhythm-based offense with you know the schemes and all the you know the reads and. The, Carrying momentum from game I think game. I think that momentum is like it really kind of like shut them down, and then for the Titans they ca- they're ca- they're hot they're carrying oh, it's going sure. so sure. like Derrick Henry's on the roll so for sure. I think uh, that week off hurt them a little bit because you see they came out flat in the first quarter they yeah, looked flat yeah, absolutely did. and Tennessee was ready to go no for sure and and let me say this look Tennessee deserves all the credit where the credit's due and, I, and I'm not just talking about Derrick Henry Ryan Tannehill. Hasn't thrown for over 100 yards, but this man is... He hasn't needed to. Yeah, he right? To. I mean, yeah. it's phenom- phenomenal coaching from, from Mike Vrabel. I, I just... Yeah, they're Mike, a great team. Mike Vrabel is probably... Yeah, he's a really good coach of the year candidate. Oh, for sure. Opinion. No question. Really good. No um, question. We're going to get more into the Ravens later. So let's go ahead and just talk about what we're, what we're going to see this weekend. Uh, we got Titans in Kansas City. Do you think the Titans pull it off again, Tiago? Ooh, my head says it's a possibility, but my heart to Andy Reid. I mean, he's just, he's a phenomenal coach. I, I, there's only so many chances you get at that level. Um, I don't think he's going to let it slip away. I think Pat Mahomes is, is too big of a talent, even for Mike Vrabel's phenomenal Bill Belichick like coaching. Um, no, I'm taking the Chiefs. It'll be closer than people think. Um, what do you think score will be? Give me Chiefs, uh, 45 and Titans. 31. Okay. So high score. High score. High sure. score. What do you think, Cliff? I'm going to take – I would love for the Titans to go. That would be a dope story. But I'm going to take the Chiefs. I think the offense is, is, is a little too fiery. Um, I mean, what, well, Rainbow has a scheme too. But I'm, I'm going to go with the Chiefs, and I'm going to take it at – I'm going to call it like 33-24, something like that. I think uh, I think the score is going to be a lot lower because Rabel is going to try to keep the ball, to keep Mahomes on the sideline. Just um, hand it off, pound it. Tough thing to do. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm going I'm to say it again, guys. I think the Titans win this one. Um, wow. I'm not a strong believer in it, but I think Rabel uh, comes from the same cloth that Bill Belichick comes from. He's played on his defense for years. Mm-hmm. He's had to stop high-powered offenses. I mean, how many times has he played against Peyton Manning? He knows yeah. how to stop great quarterbacks. Yeah, it's true. He knows how to stop great offense. 
And then also he just keeps handing the ball to Derrick Henry. He doesn't need to have this crazy offensive game plan to make them successful in offense. Mm-hmm. And so if, as long as he can come up with some, something good defensively, I think they win the game. I think it's going to be a good one. And uh, What's your score? What you got? Oh, man. Uh, let's call it 28-24. It's going to be a close one. It's going to be a nail-biter. Um, okay. But it's going to be something that – I mean, there's two ways this is going to go. It's either going to be a close game and it's going to be interesting to watch or it's going to be like 51-3, to the Chiefs. There's really no middle. It's either Derrick Henry gets rolling and Tannehill gets rolling because Tannehill made a couple of throws – this past week, that were unbelievable. Well, his receivers made a couple of catches that bailed him out of some crazy throws. Oh, but still, they said, "Hey, you know, throw the ball." Can Ryan Tannehill throw? Yeah, and he yeah, did. Yeah. He, he did and what he, he can do. What? Yeah. yeah, he can do what they need him to do. So if they, they can keep Derrick Henry rolling, I think Andy Reid's got the offense to do it. I'll say so this. it's, it's going to be an interesting game. If the Titans can keep the Chiefs under thirty points, they win the game. I don't think they will do that. Yes, yeah, tough thing to do. I, I mean, I they, agree with this is also another story too. They played before, and, I, they, and the Titans won the game on a block field goal. Yeah. So it's like, and it was a high scoring game. Yeah. So if they can keep them under thirty, and and Derek is having a game, yeah. But the the more that Mahomes is on the field, I'm even. I don't care how good your defense is. It's it's just talent. It's just on. It's 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 too much. It's too much. It's too much. To handle. It's it's a Cinderella story. You know, everyone loves that that underdog, that Cinderella, uh, like ascension. And the Titans have that. It's going to be a great game, though. This is the yeah. second time they're playing, so both of them already know what's coming. Absolutely. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. The think, thing about Cinderella is that that carriage still turned into a pumpkin. Like midnight struck. Like it's <laughs> it's over. I mean, but I will say this: the if the Titans take this and then they go to the Super Bowl, whether they win the Super Bowl or not, doesn't matter. Unbelievable. Are we going to talk about Derrick Henry having the best postseason of running backs ever had? We're talking about him being the best running back. In the NFL right now, we're talking well, I'm about saying this is ever of all time best postseason. Well, I don't know. I mean, I'm not, I'm not I got to go, go, go back and look. I got to go back and look. I'm saying numbers, but next week, it's possible. Triple overtime. You know, it's possible. I just well, let's just let's do a hypothetical. If he comes out and he goes for 200 yards, you have to. Let's beat the Chiefs 600 yards in three and then we'll see what happens. Let's beat the Chiefs first. So we'll see next next week on triple overtime. But. So let's go back to the Ravens one more time, guys. And not to beat up Tiago about his pick, but feels that way though. <laughs> but like, you know, they they use the term in basketball all the time. They had to hunt a million dollar move and a two cent finish. How do you have such a good regular season and such a poor postseason? I don't I don't blame Lamar. I don't. Um he's a young kid. it's like John Harbour, um, said, you know, look, he's younger than Joe Burrow. I mean, he's he's a young kid. You know, he's doing, um, you know, the best he can um, in that situation, in that circumstance. He'll get it right. He's got a lot more cracks with this. Yeah, I agree. I don't, but I don't think, I mean, in basketball, I understand what you're saying, but I think in basketball it's a different type of context because in football, yeah, you can have a phenomenal season. The Saints had a phenomenal season. They Where they at? Like you can have a good season of football. It's, it's it's like March Madness. You can be the number one seed and you get cooked by the sixteen seed. It happens. Like it's it's win or go home. Single elimination. Mm-hmm. And so when it when it's win or go home, you know, anything's possible. And like, you know, we talked about earlier with the teams being, you know, in rhythm off of a bye week. You, sure. you start a little slow. Like I don't think that Ravens team is built to come from behind. That's not how they played all season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the Titans jumped on them. Yeah. And they, they forced Lamar to do not that what he doesn't do best, but in a way, yeah, what he doesn't do the best. Yet. No, that that's yeah. it. So no. we'll, we'll call it, you know, call spade so spade. I mean, that's, they, they that's said really throw outside is. the numbers, and he couldn't do it. 
I'm not. I'm not going to say that the Ravens. I mean, of course, people are upset that they lost the game. But I don't think that that game is an indictment on their season. I just, it's just, you know, it's a matter of time. And and in that moment, they weren't prepared to to get the dub. It's, yeah, it is what it is. Let me hit you guys with some crazy stats. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna hit you with two different quarterbacks, two different time eras, and uh, you guys can tell me which one's which. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, we'll say nominally 500 yards total offense by this quarterback. It's between passing and rushing yards, 500 yards total offense. Okay. Um, a little bit more for one, a little bit less, but close. Uh, one touchdown, two interceptions, two point or 6.2 yards per attempt, and uh, one has 52.5% and one has 55.5% uh, completion percentage. Horrendous. The one with the higher completion percentage has a 66.3 quarterback rating. The one with the lower has a 63.2 quarterback rating. Uh, I'm assuming one of them is Lamar. Yeah, one of them is Lamar. Um, Cliff, you got a guess on the second one? Well, I, I got to go with the only person that people compare Lamar to, and that's Vic. That's right. So this is the first season that each of them was in the playoffs. Now, mm-hmm. the asterisk is Mike Vick had two games to get these stats versus Lamar only had one. But there's there's a comparison to be made here, man. Yeah, I, I don't think that's a bad comparison. I mean, Michael Vick is is electric. He's been electric. Um, he's one of the most polarizing players um, in the NFL. Um, dare I say sports? I know it's too far, but still, you know, I mean. Um, so what Lamar is doing to be compared to that guy, I think he's he's doing it um, on a on a greater scale. Yeah, but he, this guy never won in the playoffs. And that's what we're talking about. Circumstantial. Maybe. Um, well, like, y'all, y'all know how I feel, Michael Vick. I love Vick. Uh, you know what he's done for, to revolutionize quarterback. It's it's showing. It's you know it's showing now because everyone is mobile. But we all know, like if you look at the numbers and you look at how he, how he actually performed, you take away, oh, like he's not mad. Like let's actually watch him play football. We, I don't think anyone will ever say he was like a top quarterback while he was playing football. He might have been hard to stop. But that's the thing. Like when you have fan favorites like this, because you know, oh yo, he's fun to use on Madden. He's fun. Oh, to he's watch. this. He's fun to watch. <laughs> like it kind of like it dilutes. Kind of like he's more than that though. Is yeah. is more than well? The thing is, is, like he's not. He was good, but we distort how good he was. Well, playoff football is different than regular season football. Oh no, it is. It and is he's for sure. and what I'm saying is, Mike Vick is a regular season star. Okay yeah. how how many how many games did my, how many seasons did Mike Vick play an entire season? Right. Stand by. <laughs> and I'll tell you right now, it's not a lot. I think it's probably, I think it's two seasons he completed 16 games. And, and hold me to that because I don't have the numbers in front He's of me. He's got, technically, he had one season where he did 16 games. He's got three seasons where he did 15 games. There's a couple of 13s, a couple of 12s. So one season, one season where he played 16 games. So I, I think health was a huge factor for him, not to mention, I'll give you. We'll just we'll just call it personal grievances, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> <Personal> <laughs> but <laughs> you know who let the who let the dogs out. But no, what <laughs> what I'm trying to say is he had his own thing. But if you look at Lamar and you give him those opportunities and those circumstances, I mean, he's got a phenomenal coach right now. Um, he's only going to get better from here. And honestly, I think that if if you if the Ravens had another healthy running back. Like one two punch, like uh, the 49ers have, like the Saints have had for a while. I think that makes all the difference. I, I think we could put, give credit to the Titans, but 
you know, we could be we'd be singing Lamar's praises right now. Yeah, the the only the only thing I'm going to say to that before we move on is I think that you run into a lot of the same. If you look at them or play, they're very similar. And we can, we've said that for seasons now, right. since since he was in college. And the problem with that is, is that that means they have the same weaknesses. A lot of the coaches mm-hmm. in the NFL right now played against Michael Vick. True. They know how to stop Michael Vick. True. Michael Vick could not throw outside the numbers. Michael Vick ran instead of throwing the ball down the field when he started to get panicked. True. They know how to pressure Lamar. They know how to get the ball out of his hand. They know how to make him throw 59 times in a playoff game. And Lamar learned that playoff football is very different than regular season football. True. Now, I don't know either of them personally, but I, I, something something about Lamar tells me that I feel I feel as if since he's, what is he, 22, 23? He's 22. Well, yeah, he's 23. He was 22 yeah. at this season. I feel season. I feel as if he's more apt to improving. Mature, from maybe where he, from where he is right now, what, what Vic might have been. Feels mm-hmm. like, bro, like once Vic was popping, Vic was popping. Like, I feel like Lamar. Not, and I'm not saying that Vic didn't want to win a Super Bowl, but I, I feel like Lamar would probably be maybe decades to actually honing his craft. Like, Losing once, hurts a little bit more. You once, think? once Mike Vic was sure. Vic, like he was just Vic till he was done. Like, yeah. I don't remember anyone changing in their opinion. Like when he was in Philadelphia, to me, he still played as if he was the same dude in. Atlanta. For sure. And so I think that Lamar would be a little... I mean, even look at it now. Like his rookie season, he really couldn't throw the ball. I could look where he's at now. Absolutely. I mean, it's not like phenomenal, but it's a no, huge I, I jump it's from, a phenomenal from where he was just at. You know? And so I think, uh, you know, if you what, add two or three years of this, maybe those weaknesses that they share at the moment won't be the same. And I look forward to that. But right now, to me, I know we have a very small sample size of a single game for postseason play. That's true. But it just to me, like their postseason numbers are almost identical, and that to me blew my mind when I looked at that. I was like, "Wow, this is crazy." That's it. Um, do you guys? I know we don't cover a lot of college football stuff, and I know uh, Cliff, you don't watch a lot of college football. Do you guys watch the national championship this week? Yeah, it's probably the only I college did. football game I watch. Period. <laughs> <laughs> so, like Joe Burrow's a beast. We can all agree with that. Yeah. Uh, you know, he. You think he solidified his spot going first overall? I think so. I guess. I mean, he wants to go to the Bengals. Is that? <laughs> well, it's, well, not, it's not about where you want to go. It's who has the pick. <laughs> All right. So, how do you guys think he's going to do as the Bengals franchise quarterback? I don't think he'll do well. I think it's a death wish. What What does he do that's so impressive? He throws the ball really good. Okay, in college, a lot of guys throw the ball really. Good. Tim Tebow threw the ball really long well college. I, mean, I can see where this is going. Well, no, the, the, well then, no quarterback not, would here, work. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> I'm not trying to discredit. What Joe Joe Burrow just did, trust me, phenomenal. I think he's I think he's a great talent. Um, you know, people are saying, oh, he he arguably had the the, the best um, single season it's, ever. It's not know? arguable. Oh, it is arguable. Cam Newton. I mean, are we just going to ignore Cam Newton's season? He's on the top of every major statistic for quarterback. I understand what he's done, but I don't see anything that is that is immensely impressive. I don't see anything that, you know, yes, he won a Heisman, but like there's a lot of prior Heisman trophy winners who've had great seasons who um have done nothing in the NFL. I, I don't think he's going to be what everyone is um making him out to be. I'll say that. Well the thing with Burrow what's interesting is like, well, beginning of the season like there was no talk. So I don't I don't know where our expectations are of Burrow. Like he had a good season. But I'm not saying that he's bad. I think he. I think he'll be fine in the NFL. Number actually, pick, no. But um, number one, uh, number one overall pick. That's the expectation. That's a big expectation. But I mean, he he 
did he gain that through the season? Like when when the kickoff of the college football started, was he the number yeah. one pick? No, no, not at all. I didn't know who he was until like three weeks ago. He was probably maybe like a fourth, fifth round tops. See, but but see, and that's that's that living in the moment uh, kind of hype because that happened to someone else we know, right? He's he's the current quarterback for the Cleveland Browns, right? He was not projected to be the number one pick at all. And what does he do? He you know, slowly starts playing a little bit better. You know, he, he gets his team rolling. They almost beat, uh, who was it, Georgia. Mm-hmm. And then, boom, number one overall pick, right? But let's face it. And Bake's not that good. You can say Bake's not that good, but he's already generated more wins than the last 10 quarterbacks combined for Cleveland. Browns. So that's, 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 he's, that's not difficult that's, to do. That is a huge percentage of gain that they've gotten out of their quarterback. I'm not saying that they're out here making a run for the Super Bowl, but what I'm saying is, is that in sports, these things take steps. They replaced no, for sure. They replaced him and Jarvis Landry in his first year, and obviously that OBJ that was kind of a, a train wreck this year. But the him and Jarvis Landry go out and win you. What, how many games did they win? They first five. Won- Six, five, and they won seven this year. I think, and he they hadn't won six, more than one or two games in four previous seasons. So he's already better than his four previous seasons in one season. I'm not saying that he's the, he's the goat. That's not what I'm saying. So here's I'm a, just saying that there's there a there's a marginal progression there. Is he so better than Tua? He's not Baker. No, no, Joe. It's, it's Joe. Is Joe, Joe better than Tua? I believe so. I'm not a huge Tua fan. I'm not big on Tua either, but he's I'm not, better than Tua. I, I'm not big on Alabama quarterbacks. The last one that was out that was actually like made a name for himself is a guy named Mark Sanchez. <laughs> Mark Sanchez. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Mark Sanchez came from USC. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah, mine. Yeah, Mark yeah. Sanchez. You're talking about Joe Namath, USC. No, Joe Namath was the last one to actually do anything in the NFL. Okay. Who, A.J. McCarron? Is only yeah, A.J. Yeah, McCarron. That's McCarron, what I was thinking, yeah. A.J. McCarron. What I'm saying, though, if he's not, if he's not better than Tua, he's not better than Jake Fromm? Jake Fromm is terrible, bro. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I don't agree with that. But I feel like if he's not even the best quarterback in this draft class, I'm not going to sit here and say that he's going to. Well, Tua's got injured, so his draft stock goes down. Yeah. Travis, so, I mean, he'll get Travis, Trevor Lawrence is the other quarterback coming out this year. So it comes down to Burrow. But my thing is this. I think Trevor's better. But my thing is this. Burrow's going to go first overall just because he just put out the best. Like, he's, right. he's the sticker shock of alone. it all. The yeah. sticker shock of but it that, all. But that's what I was talking about, that living in the moment. But do you think the Bengals are successful with him? Let's talk about that. Let's, no. let's well, hold on, hold on. Before, before, that's, before, that's we get there, before we get there, you brought up a good point with Baker. And I think the big difference of why a lot of people like Joe Burrow, from what I've seen just from watching the last, I don't know, what, the two playoff games and seeing like his interviews and stuff, I, I like his confidence. It seems like he people listen to him. They, he's a galvanizer. That's like, when he's his quarterback. Right. Like so that's, Baker. Right. That's already very important. So that's, it's, an, it's an intangible, for sure. Well, it, it's an intangible, but not everybody has it. <laughs> no, no, for sure. But and and I see that I see people they rally around him. He's a gamer. I like that he runs. He takes a hit. He's whatever. He's like he's he's, he's a gamer. He's I, a football player. He's a football mm-hmm. player. Okay, yeah. I mean, does he throw the the greatest ball? Probably not. But he throws a pretty good ball. Okay. So I mean, if you're if you were the Cincinnati Bengals and you're looking for somebody to galvanize the troops and you're you're taking a franchise that's terrible, so you need someone who's confident enough to believe that I can turn this around. That's that's a big factor in why that the Browns decided to take Baker Mayfield because he's confident enough to believe I can save it. That's a big deal. So the thing with the thing with the issue with quarterbacks that's like a, a Baker Mayfield is like when they go to a situation like Cleveland and the same things will happen in my I hope it doesn't but I don't see how it won't with Joe Burrow is that when you go to these franchises who are very inept it is hard for your confidence and for your talent to show through because you're fighting against too much. 
there's too many things that's out of your control that you can't control. Like, there's no reason that Freddie Kitchens was ever the head coach of the Cleveland Browns. That should have never happened. Agreed. But it did. And so there's too many things you can, that are out of your control. Like, I can do my job at a high level, but can everyone else? Yeah. Look, the Bengals are a terrible organization. I don't, I don't think, and they I don't have think pieces. Joe's, I don't they think Joe's going to save them. That's my thing is they have a lot of pieces. They have a lot I mean, of pieces. You got yeah. Joe Mixon. You got AJ Green. AJ Green is usually in pieces. I I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that uh, you can't save them. But Tommy Boyd's good. I mean they they have they have a foundation enough where if you bring in a quarterback they need an O line really bad. Yeah, their O line is terrible. I don't think they win the their. their, their I draft an O line. I don't think they win their division. But I'm thinking the same thing like I said with Baker. There's marginal success. So at least now you have somebody that you are confident. The front office is confident in. And I mean, I get that Baker didn't have the best year this year, but I still would be confident in Baker as the quarterback of the Cleveland Browns. Not just like, like exactly what Cliff said. Not just because of the way he throws the ball or the way he runs the offense, but the way he runs the locker room, the way he runs the huddle. That's the most important thing that Baker brought to that franchise. He made people believe they were going to win. Look here, quick, here, another quick example. Just think about think about the first, the number one pick last year is Kyler Murray, and Josh Rosen got shipped off after he got selected in the first round of last right. year. The one, the one knock that I've heard on Josh is nothing to do with his, with his, his character. Like I heard, he's a great guy in the locker room. Mm-hmm. But there's something that you can notice with him being a dolphin now too, is that he doesn't galvanize the troops. But guess who does? Ryan Fitzpatrick. So guess who was starting at quarterback? Right. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Right. So no, and it's, and it's a big thing. It's a big. Force. When you go number right. one, you need to be like you need to think. I want number one for reason. I'm that guy. Kyler Murray believes I'm that case, guy because there are guys who who are at the quarterback position who are not those guys. But they are no, but they're not. But how Tell many of some, them are winning games? Not. Tell me some who are. Well, aren't. because they're, because they're talented. Tell me some. Who I've aren't. never heard anything about Deshaun Watson coming in there galvanizing anybody. Oh, but they got does. JJ Watt. Oh, oh, oh no, really? I not that hard. Yeah, bro. Really, I, I, you I don't think you it. don't think Deshaun Watson was bothered that Mitchell Trubisky went in front of him? No, I think he is, that's but I don't bro. think he's the the galvanizer like you guys Did are saying. You? The guy that's hey, hey guys, I'm you know. It's it's on me. We're gonna, you know, what I'm saying, like, I don't know that he's that voice. Did you see the JJ Watts that voice? JJ Watt is JJ Watt could lead me in the battle right now. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. For sure, you know. But, but, but the thing is, not is everybody that, is that guy. But here's the thing: is JJ Watts the more vocal leader on that team? Mm-hmm. Obviously, I mean, it's you can see it. But my thing is this: with Deshaun Watson, did you watch the interview after the playoff game this week? No, I didn't actually. He they asked him about Bill O'Brien, yeah, Pat Mahomes. Hi. They asked him. They asked him <laughs> about Blue, Bill O'Brien. Okay, And he said, I am in that man's corner. His exact words were, I will root for that man forever. I hope if they ask me why we lost, it is not his fault. We lost because we failed him as a team. That's his coach. He not just galvanized his team. He's galvanizing his coach and his team to his coach. Respect. So I think that Deshaun Watson is a leader. I just don't think – I think – He's not the most famous guy on his team, right? Okay, I that's think fair. that's more what it is. That's fair, but I mean, I'll give you, I'll give you the best leader in football. He plays for the Seattle Seahawks, and he should be the MVP of the NFL. His name is Russell Wilson. <laughs> I agree, Russell Wilson, bro. I'll do anything, Russell Wilson. I promise you. I know, so man. Nice. Y'all heard, y'all heard, I promise y'all you. heard. Uh, Pat Mahomes mic'd up. Pat Mahomes is fiery. I like oh, that. But that's man. how your quarterback has to do be. something special. Yeah, every play, one play at a time. Do something special. That's I, beautiful. I love this. That's kid. beautiful. That's and, a great and literally from man. the from the two or three games I've seen Burrow do. That's Burrow. Now whether he has Pat Mahomes talent, that's something else to talk about. But in order for you to be the quarterback, you got to have that initially for us to even talk. Swagger. You got to have. You that gotta swagger. have it. He has that. 
that borderline arrogance. I feel like it, it it it's it goes hand in hand. You ever have somebody with swagger who like can't back it up? Like, Johnny mm. Manziel. I mean, it happens. No, I mean, just even not even as an athlete, just as a person, you'd be like, yeah. mm, that dude's, mm. you know. What I'm but saying? I mean, for I mean, for, I mean, for me as an individual, I I value people who believe in themselves because if 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 Joe Burrow don't believe he's be number one, then why should I believe he should be number one? Absolutely. You have if to you believe, believe that. Really no, I, I agree. If you don't believe you can save Cincinnati, I'm not then talking we about belief though. I'm talking about talent. I don't think he's the best quarterback in the draft. Well, I, I, I don't think this is a quarterback heavy draft. Period. I don't yeah, think I that it's that I good. No, it's I think not, the next, but, I think, even, but even more so. <laughs> but the thing is, it's like you you have if you're Cincinnati and you're struggling like this, it's you not have a quarterback to, heavy draft. And but yeah, you gotta I have a quarterback. He's the best one. I mean, you should win by default. Yeah, he is gonna win by default. Somebody got to put the helmet on. Would you rather be Andy Dalton than you go two and eleven again? I don't, I don't feel like Andy Dalton's the problem. Two and eleven. How many games are you playing? I'm sorry. Two, <laughs> I'm sorry. Excuse my math. I mean, how many games did they win this year? Was it two? Yeah. No, look, I, I don't think Andy Dalton's the problem, but that's, look, we talk about Bengals. That's a conversation for me. Yeah, because he I is, just, but we're not. I think they surprise that. this year. I think they go, I think they, I don't think they make the playoffs, but I think they win, let's sell it eight games. Eight games? With Joe Burrow. Yeah. No, there's a lot of their games that are really close. close. I don't know about that. There's Definitely. a lot of games that with a little bit better passing gets them to the Get some that W. We'll see what have you seen that O line though? <laughs> yeah, can he, he get the pass off? On the ground? <laughs> yeah, we'll so, anyway, so let's let's shift gears and let's go to the NBA. Um, I have a question for both y'all. Mm-hmm. Who is your biggest surprise as a team in this NBA season? So I don't mean a player. I mean what team is doing better or worse than you even than you expected? Cool. Pacers. Pacers. One hundred percent. Really, the Indiana Pacers got a squad. They they, they really had do. a squad last year. Nah, they really got a squad now. They uh, they make it to like the finals. Like, what's their ceiling right now? ECF Eastern Conference Finals. I think really? that's, their, that's, their, that's their high point. Uh, wow. It may it may not happen this season per se, and it won't be their fault. Um, their star player Victor Oladipo was still, um, you know, we have, and I don't think he's he hasn't come back yet. But they're like. Third in the East without him even being here, and that's because their GM is phenomenal and the coach and the Dave McMillan is doing a phenomenal job, and, and Demontis Sabonis and Malcolm Brogdon, who is probably the biggest, well, probably not big, not the biggest or the most popular, but probably the best free agent signing this season was Malcolm Brogdon to the Indiana Pacers. Mm-hmm. Malcolm Brogdon is a beast. Yeah, he's been a beast for a while. Phenomenal. Yeah, he's a beast. Tiago, um, honestly, surprise. Golden State Warriors. <laughs> what is surprising about Golden State? No one's playing. You're playing. That they're so bad. They got you out there lining up. Like, what's nah, surprising? I'm playing. I'm playing. Absolutely not. I just wanted to <laughs> rub it in the face of all the Golden State Warriors fans out there. Um, it's a petty move. But, uh, hey, enjoy it while you can. I love, you know. No, you know, you want to know why? Somebody said to me, just, just give Draymond the opportunity to lead on his own. And we did. And look at what this man is doing. So I just want to throw that out there. But no, in all honesty, it's the AC in the West. Can can any of y'all tell me who the AC in the West is? The Grizzlies. Exactly. And it's not just cause, just because of John Morant. I mean, organizationally, the team, Jaron Jackson Jr., um, that whole squad is playing phenomenal. And I don't think anyone expected the Memphis Grizzlies to be the AC. Look who's outside right now. You got the Portland Trailblazers underachieving. My goodness. Um Look, the Timberwolves who started off hot, right? Oh <laughs> like my you God, said, the Timberwolves, and um, you know a lot of teams underachieving. Um, but uh, Blazers, the Spurs aren't even. But the Grizzlies are at the eighth seed. That's impressive. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think for me, uh, I got to go with my hometown favorites, Miami Heat. 
Oh, yeah. You know, they're the two seed. Uh, everybody expected them to do at least, you know, be kind of the middle of the road because mm-hmm. that's kind of just where the Heat like to hang out. It's kind of mm-hmm. like the six seed. Yeah. But just the second best team in the East Co- Eastern Conference right now, like. Phenomenal. And and on who? Like, who's their best guy? I mean, Bam is balling out of his mind. But Bam. I'm just saying, like, who's their star? Jimmy. Bam. Jimmy's Jimmy, their Bam. star? Jimmy's your your best player on your team? Yeah. And I'm not saying anything about it against Jimmy Buckets, but. I really like Jimmy Buckets, but he's not one of those guys that you get and you think this guy's going to carry me to the playoffs. Yeah. So, well, I, I yes, think, I think it's would. a really great team is what it is. Kendrick Nunn, a big surprise with him. He's playing phenomenal and, and he'd win rookie of the year if John Morant wasn't so just phenomenal. Absolutely. But um, Tyler Hero, I mean, yeah, right. Tyler Hero was my goodness. Oh, he's I on mean, fire right phenomenal. now. Well, in defense of how good Jimmy Butler is at basketball, I mean, he did go to Minnesota and take him to the playoffs in his first season. And then when he leaves, they're horrible. Again. <laughs> so Jimmy Butler is very good at basketball. That's because, that is very true. That's that is because very true. he beat him with their third stringers. Who thought they were good in the first place? Yeah, they scared he, Jimmy. It's not, he, that, it's not that. If we all show up to practice, Jimmy's gone. <laughs> see, that's the fire I'm talking about. Yo, like, he yeah, has that. Sure. That's why I, I, I'm glad him and Pat Riley are together. Yeah, I like I like fit. Jimmy Buckets. I'm just saying, you know, in, in, a, in a league of big threes or big – you know, mm-hmm. you got They're two players that are the great. Dynamic. They have one superstar, technically. I think you could say Bam is a superstar. Kendrick Nunn's get, getting to the point where he could be an all-star this year. Mm-hmm. Um, the, you know. Should be, yeah. They uh, got the pieces for sure. I just, yeah, I Bam appreciate. Bam all-star this year. No I question. appreciate that they don't have two or three guys on max contracts. Sure. Yeah. And I think I think they're going to be well, really, really They will soon. <laughs> so okay so we all talked about who we liked as far as like how well they're doing so what about who's doing bad uh the brooklyn nets let's talk about that Ooh, okay uh what, i mean they just got Kyrie back yeah and i don't think that's a good thing you oh. know and i don't and again <laughs> oh it's gosh. not a disrespect to Kyrie's talent but um when when the leader of your team is saying things like i'm going to continue to demand greatness out of myself and demand greatness out of my teammates if it's too much for anybody, you're not in our locker room. Stay the F out. Right? Is that a leader? Is that what leaders should be saying? Can you imagine if LeBron said something like that? ESPN wouldn't stop talking about it. it, it it'd probably be a, 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 a 30 for 30 special if LeBron said something like that. I mean, it'd be ridiculous. See, I and see that, that would be ridiculous. I don't think that's, that. I don't I don't think think that's good deal. leadership. I don't, I don't think they play better with Kyrie. Well, I think Kyrie's a little bit thrown under the bus in the media right now oh they hate Kyrie so much ever since he left ever since he left Cleveland he's been nothing but a villain and and I think he loves that to be honest so I think he's gonna say something like that just so that way he makes the news just so that way he's the villain because he's Kyrie Irving I'm I'm gonna stop right there I never thought someone would say I think since he left Cleveland he's the villain and it (laughs) not be LeBron James he's just he's just a smaller LeBron man no I'm just well, well, hey. I mean, I'm, I'm a Nets Chill. fan. I'm a Nets fan. I've I've watched literally probably all but four games this year. Right. Um, the narrative or the idea that the Brooklyn Nets play better without Kyrie Irving is just childish. Like it's not true. But then look at the numbers. The How best playing the numbers. The best move that I've seen so far is that they put Dinwiddie and they Kyrie finally started Dinwiddie and both started Dinwiddie. The Brooklyn Nets were 13 and 13 with Kyrie Irving sitting for 26 games. Of those 13 wins, only four of them came against teams that were above 500. So I need everybody to take a step back and relax, okay? There's a reason why they decided to sign Kyrie Irving. There's a reason why they decided to sign Kevin Durant. I think okay. there was a stretch where they were 9-4 and four since yeah, when they were, Kyrie they were beating, went down They were with beating the, the bottom feeders in the NBA. 
games that they could win without. And, and Dinwiddie was playing out of his mind for at least probably, I don't know. Okay. It was just a hot streak. He was hot. They had a hot streak. And so, but the thing, this narrative, like I've seen games where once the game slows down, when you only have one ball handler in Dinwiddie and also Karis Levert was out, you're too easy to defend. Okay. So what do you say to this? Uh, Brooklyn, it seemed like they were much better offensively with him on the floor, even before he was injured, over 10 points per 100 possessions better. What it was I a say? team best with him off the floor. What do I say to that? You would say that they brought in eight new players. And okay. They the first then explain their offensive rating the being higher with Irving out. Because he played 26 games. No, no. I mean, court. even pre-injury. Just like when he's not on the floor. You know what I'm saying? Like, how do you explain well, well, look, Listen, like the that. people, the guys that are coming off the bench were the guys who were on the team prior. Look, chemistry, like that's and that's the thing. Like Kyrie's getting Kyrie's getting a lot of slander right now, which is it's odd to me. Like, if the guys only played 13 games and we're over 40 games into the, into the season, clearly their chemistry hasn't been built. He hasn't been sure. playing. I'm not saying it should all be his fault, but what I'm saying is I'm also not for the let's not act like none of it. Let's act oh, like no, Kyrie's I mean, doing no, well, a phenomenal well, Kyrie, job. Kyrie, like Kyrie also has to figure not, out ways though. to fit in. I think that's like he's not doing a good job. I think that has to be. I think that that has to be made evident. But my thing is, you, know? you can't. We can't judge how someone's fitting into a team when they've only played fourteen games out of eight. No, so agree. I think. I think that's like, pretty that's sure. Not. I think that's and that's true. and the media is just loving that they eat that up. I think. No, just, I think after the All Star break is going to be. Take let's take let's take the first. 20 games after our star break, 15 mm-hmm. games after our star break, you're going to see what the Nets are really made of. You won't for see, this, you I mean, won't yeah, see, you won't season, see what the Nets yeah. are made of. Yeah. So. I mean, that's okay. Katie's not, yeah, Katie's so, not so. even healthy. So. But I mean, for this season, you'll see if they're going to, where Kyrie actually fits. Um, I'm just tired of the Kyrie hate, bro. It's just, a lot of it's just unwarranted. It's just annoying. They, like they're they're just blowing everything out of proportion. It's just, I mean, just fun to talk. Tiago's just over here feeding it, just giving it all to you. It's just all narrative. I'm not just coming out and being like, yo, Kyrie's, Terrible. Like I'm, I'm throwing numbers. Like it, I don't think I think there's something to but be see, said. But the there. thing is, the thing is about the numbers that people throw, which I think is really, really funny. Mm-hmm. So that they always talk about, you know, the first uh, when he played 14 games with the Nets, mm-hmm. he was five and nine in his first 14 games. They're like, oh, look at this, and then he misses 26 games, and they go 13, 13. They're like, oh, look at this. It was like, well, they went 500 when he missed, and then the 14 games he played, they won five. So not yeah, only did he, not only right did he join the team. But they also redid basically the entire roster. So we're all learning how to play together. But that comes with the territory, though. Yeah. There was no mercy for LeBron last year. There's, there's Kyrie been Irving, no mercy LeBron for James. LeBron ever. But, he, but that's what he wants, though. How Is do you that know not that? what Kyrie wants? How do you know that? Why'd he leave Cleveland? He wants to be the guy. He because wants, LeBron tried to trade him. No, that's not that's not at all why. If okay. you talk, so tell me why. If you talk to Kobe Albert and you talk to David Griffin, I think both of those articles... And if you go back and look at so what they said. So you're telling me that Kyrie Irving wasn't upset when he found out LeBron James was behind his back to try to move him. That didn't happen. Okay. That didn't happen. That's a narrative. Okay. That's a narrative out of the Kyrie camp. If you go back and actually check with David Griffin and check with what those guys said, that was not the intention. Okay. LeBron said, hey, the kid wanted to do what the kid wanted to do. Okay. He said, I wanted to keep him here. We talked about this catch-22 of LeBron last week. We're going to uh, keep pushing. Not, no, that's not what mm-hmm. I'm saying. What I'm, but but mm-hmm. let's not. The point, it's not about LeBron here. What it is, it's. This is what Kyrie wanted. Kyrie did has openly said that he wants to be the guy. He wants Back. to be the leader of a team, and he couldn't do that with LeBron. He's come out and said that. So if that's what you want to do, this is the criticism. This is the criticism that you get. So okay, that's fair. 
You know what? I'll take that. If that's, if you that's be, what you want, that's fair. If you want to be the leader of the team, you got to be there for the goods and the bads. And, that's, the and thing, you're going to get the good and the bad. The thing I really, really get, like, I don't understand is when Kyrie Irving initially went to Boston his first season, they were phenomenal when he played. Phenomenal. Absolutely. They went to the, they went to the playoffs and he broke his thumb or something like that and he sat out. Mm. And then, you know, the young guys went on the run. And they did and well. They, they did, did great. great. They, did, they did a great job One filling in. One game away. They did a great job filling in. One game away from NBA Finals. And so my thing is, if he's such a bad teammate, he's so hard to play with, can anyone on this earth explain to me why the Celtics were so good in his first season there? Why? number of reasons. Brad Stevens is one. Brad, um, so why was Brad Stevens so bad the next year? Brad Stevens wasn't bad. Uh, that second season was, was terrible. It was a terrible outing for Brad Stevens. Okay, and who was in? Who was healthy? That was that was the year Kyrie Irving was was healthy in the regular season. Yes. Okay. So what's so what's the common denominator? Oh, but listen, listen, listen. You can't blame the entire season oh, okay. on one player, okay. especially especially when you're. I never to, said that, but what I'm to, saying is he's a big factor when you're trying to reincorporate Gordon Hayward into your offense. Okay. So force. it's Gordon's fault. It's not Gordon's fault. It's Brad Stevens' fault. No, that was backhanded. You, you're you saying, you okay, you just said incorporating so Gordon, Gordon Hayward. check himself into the game? Oh, come on now. No, Brad Stevens, Brad Stevens failed that team that year. I'm sorry. I disagree. Sorry. I disagree. I, I think it was more a Kyrie issue than a Gordon Hayward issue. Um, they're 27 and 13 this season. Because Gordon Hayward is now healthy. He needed a year. Bro. Like he broke his ankle. I understand. That was that. his first year. I it was disgusting. That. It was disgusting. It was literally that. turned around. I get that. Look how good Gordon Hayward's playing right now. Look, you're biased. You're you're gonna protect I mean, Kyrie no, Irving I mean, at all, I, and not, I get listen, that. I, I understand. Kyrie has his flaws and I, in every other. Player. I sound like a Kyrie hater, and I'm I just not, think I think the narrative that's being built is really just foolish. I don't I really think, think it's a narrative. I, I think the numbers back it up. Well, mm. we'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. We'll see. none of these games matter until the All Star break anyway. Yeah, it's true. Let, Cliff, you were telling me something the other day about the Seventy Sixers. You think they got a shot this season? And like, I don't truly. I don't. So, um, like, what can they do to improve? They made a few mistakes in the off season. Uh, well, that wasn't their mistake, but JJ Reddick left immediately. Yes. I know that might not seem like much to people, but the not Sixers, space. the Sixers don't have spacing. JJ Reddick's never not made the playoffs. Fun fact. Yeah, that's gonna change. Uh, about <laughs> yeah. um, but they don't have spacing, and they have so not only do they not have spacing on the perimeter, then their two best players are big men, one of which who shoots threes but doesn't make a lot of them, Embiid, and the other who doesn't shoot threes. So they have zero spacing, nothing. So Tobias Harris is giving you all the spacing, and that's not gonna be enough. Uh, like if you look at how championship NBA teams are constructed in today's NBA. The Sixers have their capital in the wrong areas. They, you, you don't need two dominant bigs. That's, that's not going to win you anything. Agreed. If if they continue on this path, they're just going to become the complete opposite. Well, they're going to become the trailblazers of the East, except with bigs. Well, it's like what they did like four years ago when they had three first round pick bigs with Nerlens Noel and Bede and uh, Okafor. They right now they've got Horford and Bede and Ben Simmons. They got three dominant bigs, and all they're doing is just clogging the lane because they all do the same things very well. Like the funny thing to me is that we always compare Ben Simmons as like his, you know, his ceiling would be a LeBron James, and LeBron James is best is when he's driving, kicking the ball to shooters, and the Sixers literally gave him no shooters. Yeah, yeah. And so once once they figure that out, which hopefully Elton Brand, I'm considering he's not, you know. He's a good GM. I, I don't. I think, I think he's, he's okay. a great GM. I think he takes chances. He does. And um, yeah. And, and the thing is, you just like, don't think this is the chance he should have taken. 
I think, well, no. Or maybe he, he should he, take one more. He should take one more, but I don't know if he's ready to deal with the backlash. I think the Al Horford signing was a mistake. It was. They paid him way too much money. And but, Al, Horford's, Al Horford's worth every penny. Yeah, yeah. I that's not a disrespect to him. I just don't think he's worth every penny on that team. Correct. Right. But I think it's can a, be. I think he, it's an issue of fit. But all that can be forgiven if you just move and beat and you get another star in return. I could see it. I, I don't I don't say I necessarily agree with you, but I can see it. I can understand where you're coming from. Well the from thing is sure. like let's let's talk about the teams that's won recently. You got the Warriors, you got the Cavs, um, the Raptors. Who's their center? Name their center. Marcus Soul, Bogut. Are they dominant? No. 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 Not at all. What wins, Small ball wins right now. What wins championships in the NBA today yeah. is wins in the last ten years, yeah. There has wings been a dominant center. Yeah. I mean, you already you have an elite wing in Ben Simmons, and you're not utilizing. Yeah. It. You're not letting him. Dwight almost did it, but but that was ten years ago. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, he made it. I don't. I would say he almost did it. Kobe destroyed them. Well, but, I mean, you know. Well, I mean, yeah, I understand what people are like. They're obsessed with the idea of having the best center or like the best power forward. Mm-hmm. But in today's league, that's not winning. That's not what's going to win you a championship. Yeah, but it? the only reason why Embiid works is because he he can shoot and he can space the floor if he chooses to do. But so. when you say he can shoot, like pull up his shooting splits. Yeah, he's not. He's, <laughs> he's not, not that dominant. good of a shooter. He's, he's he's not shooting forty percent. He'll, 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 I mean, if he's gotcha. open, he's, he'll he's shoot not, the he's ball. He's not Jokic, right? Yeah, but, and it's more for, in my opinion, I don't think he's a great shooter. I think he just has a more he has a willingness to shoot, exactly. which you have to respect. But you don't necessarily you're willing to give him the three point shot. Mm-hmm. He's not draining it yeah, on you he's every 32% time. Thirty two percent from three this year. Yeah, every time he's yeah. open, he's not draining it. So. Mm-hmm. How many of those? I wonder how many of those were, were open shots where they just didn't respect his three ball enough for him just to step out and test a shot. Yeah, I mean so, he's career about thirty two. So name me the other dominant centers in the NBA. Cat, Jokic. So okay, Cat. Let's talk about Cat. How's Cat doing? Yeah, I don't his like team's to. not doing well. Can he, we not talk is, about Cat? <laughs> well, no, I'm just saying he like, is money from three though. Jokic is money from three. They're they're fun, they're. Phenomenal talents. I think if you put Cat in a better situation or you give him someone to work they need with, more. They, need more. they do need more. If, if that D'Lo trade were to have happen, I mean, that'd be nice not that it will happen, happen, but that would. But the thing is, with Embiid, I don't think. I think that they're about 10 to 15 years too late on the hype train for centers. They're at a crossroads. You so he's like, outdated for this league, is what you're saying? In a way. A little bit. Mm. They're, they're at a crossroads. They have two players who are franchise players that deserve to have teams built around them. Agreed. And I have a feeling that they're going to pick the wrong one, and it's going to set them back. Forever. You don't trade Ben Simmons. You don't trade a Ben Simmons town ever. I mean, something will happen in free agency, I think. Yeah. All right. Well, guys, sure. there's a lot that's happened this week, and I know we're trying to not go on forever. So let's hit a couple of quick little things in a new segment we have. Uh, it's going to be called Something, Nothing, or Everything. So first one on the list, guys, we're going to be real quick with these little hot topics. Zion Williamson, expected to start on Wednesday. What do we feel? What do we do? Is he going to be dominant? Is he going to be the Zion Williamson of Duke University? Yeah, this is nothing. <laughs> okay, good talk. <laughs> Why is it nothing? He's not moving the needle this year. They won't. It's just, I don't even want him to play this year. It's a waste. I don't Yikes. know why. I mean, I wouldn't say it's nothing, but I think it is something. Um, I want to see if Zion coming back, that's going to detract from what B.I. has been doing. Uh, he's been having a phenomenal season. So 49. I, oh, my goodness. So I want to see kind of what how how they mesh, how things go there. You know, J.J. Redding. I mean, 
Zion's a cheat code. If you put him in the right circumstance, Lonzo, you said Lonzo's been playing out of his out of his head right now. Lonzo's so looking good. Give him somebody to lob to. Give give me Blake Griffin on crack. I I mean that's Zion Williamson. I, I, Is it Blake Griffin already? Oh, <laughs> I, I think it's something. I just feel like if he's your baby, don't like if he's your number one guy, like he's supposed to be your future, your franchise. Just let him heal. Just I don't. I don't see him making sell it. tickets, man. I see him. I just see too. him being absolutely nothing before the All Star break. I think they put a play him at ten minutes. He gets four points, a rebound, and then he's off. He's he's there just to say he's there. They were giving him game time just so mm. that way he gets better. And then after their All Star break, depending on where they're at, at the All Star break right now it's not looking too hot. Right. But I think they're going to take a look at it and say if we put him in, can we make the playoffs? And then they're going to make that decision whether because then he'll be healthy. They'll give him a couple more months, and they'll be able to you know. Put him in ten minutes a game. You got to sell tickets. You got to sell tickets. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I think they put him in just a few minutes a game. Let him kind of get the speed of the NBA because mm-hmm. it'll be his first NBA action. For real. Get him comfortable with knowing what he's going to see in a game, the looks he's going to get, and then and then game plan off that. Hey, they're not doubling you when you're in the paint. Golly, New Orleans can't catch a break, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, tell me about it. All right, so that's one. So it's a two. Luke Keekley has retired from the NFL. I feel all kinds of ways about this because. I'm a Buccaneers fan, and mm. he played for the Panthers, and he's ruined my team <laughs> for years. However, I am a huge football fan, and it makes me so sad to see probably one of the better linebackers to ever play the game. Yeah. But you respect it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like That's what I'm saying. Like As a Bucs fan, I'm glad he's gone, but as a mm. football fan, I hate it. I, he, he made watching defense fun. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think I think, the, I think the Panthers are on a road to nothingness right now. I, I think it's something. And, you know, I, I think Luke, I mean, phenomenal, phenomenal uh, talent. And um, I think he deserves all the happiness in the world. And, and if that's outside of football, kudos to him. Um, I think that, I think it is something because I think it's opening it up to where, hey, maybe NFL players should retire sooner. I mean, Andrew Luck just did it. Um, you look a, a couple, we, have, we have four guys retired this year under thirty years old. Look at that, you yeah. know. So I think I think that's a thing, you know. But I like I, I am kind of salty that you know, like you know, Luke didn't get any hate. Andrew Luck got a lot of hate. Well, Luke did right it after the season. Was yeah, over. it's all about yeah, timing. yeah, maybe yeah, yeah, it's maybe timing. it's the timing. But I mean, regardless, I think know? it's everything because this is the future of the NFL. Wow, I think I think you're right. Yeah, there you won't see a lot of thirty year old football players anymore. Wow. Yeah. I, it's a I'll bad business it. decision. Truly, it is. Wow. I think it's everything as well, but I think it's because it's everything because it's showing what education does to sports. So Interesting. a few okay. years ago, we didn't know about concussions in football. Or we did, but we didn't care. Yeah. And now that all that knowledge and all that education is coming to the forefront, the players are learning what it's going to do to their bodies. Goodness you look man. at guys like I growing up, I watch guys like Junior Seau. I watched this dude interview. He was a good dude. I mean, obviously, I didn't know him personally. Yeah. But, you know, he was he was fun to watch on the football field. He was fun to listen to in interviews. Mm-hmm. He had a good personality. Mm-hmm. He was always seemed like he had a smile on his face, always having fun. And then he fell off. And I think guys like Keekly, uh, guys like uh, Andrew Luck, they're seeing this. They're becoming educated. And they're saying, I have enough money to retire now and live comfortably for the rest of my life Agreed. and not have the health problem. I hope Jordan reads next. I've been waiting for that one. Oof, yeah, That'll work sure. pop up. Jordan Reed's. Jordan Reed probably should have retired so two years ago. You're a great player, bro. You're saying Look in the out. future, no players over 30. 
Over 35. If this league... Over 40. I mean, this is a moneymaker, of course, but if this league continues 50 years from now, which I don't think it will, but within that 50 years, you're going to see a lot of... Like, there will not be a lot of 30-year-old players. I don't want to be disrespectful, but I think the smart players leave early. Yeah. You look at Luke Keekley, he's... Yes, phenomenal talent. Very smart, very educated person. Made the right choice. He did what he did. He loves the game. I mean, if, did you guys see the video? Yeah. I mean, he loves the game. You can you can feel that he loves the game. But, you know, this reminds me of Calvin Johnson. And Calvin, everybody, oh, Calvin Johnson retired because he was on the Lions. The Lions suck. No, Calvin Johnson mm-hmm. retired because he wants to be able to live his life without drinking through it or eating and through a straw. And, yeah, and having right. to get high every to day just to play game. football. Yeah, like, wow. So for me, this is everything. Gotta know when to hang him up. Just, Looking yeah, at you, absolutely. Tom. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right, so last one. Something, nothing, everything. Former NFL star Chad Johnson trying out for the XFL as a place kicker. So Ocho Cinco, better, one of the better wide receivers of our generation. I wouldn't say he's great, but definitely better, a better yeah, wide receiver. definitely great. No, he's phenomenal. Eh. Footwork's phenomenal. Best footwork I've probably ever seen. Okay, Get I'll your popcorn that. ready. I'll give you that. Get your popcorn best, ready. Best trash talk, maybe him, Steve Smith. Anyways, place kicker. Wide, former wide receiver trying out XFL, place kicker. I got nothing on this. I think this is everything. You're wild. Oh, I think this is everything. Talk to me. But not for the NFL. For the XFL. You just think it's a star name? Oh, for sure. Look, what they're trying to do, their ceiling is the big three of the NFL. What the big three is doing with the NBA, hey, you know, it's not just a retiree league. We're going to have big names come in too. You know, you got Joe Johnson who came in, excited the big three. He gets a contract on Detroit. Yeah, granted, it didn't live out. But still though, you know, I mean, it was something, right? People watched the big three. Yeah, you know, everybody loves Ocho Cinco. I mean, to see him come in, kicking field goals, man. What what if you're watching an XFL game? It's 20 to 20. He kicks it. They win I mean, come on, man. That's who doesn't want to see that. You turn on football, then then that's when Absolutely. you turn off that game and actually turn on real football. <laughs> no, hey, no, real football won't be around. I don't have a choice. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't. I don't know, man. I just, it's nothing. It's, cool. it's nothing. It's nothing. Oh, it's everything for the I, XFL. I, I, I highly doubt that he even like stays the entire season. For the XFL, it's everything. For every person, exactly, other than the XFL on the planet, it's, it's nothing. nothing. Yeah, but you know, have y'all seen Chad recently? Like Chad's like. Bolted up now, bro. Yo, I, lo- I love me some Chad. Play. I love me some Chad, man. When it yeah. comes down to it, though, if he would have tried out as a wide receiver, I'd, I'd probably be more watch. interested. I'd be I'd way more interested. interested. Oh, man. I don't think anyone's. I don't think Chad wants to see that. I, feel, I understand. Why I feel he like it'd be disrespectful to him to be like, "Really, y'all coming at me with that?" You know. But what else has he got going on? Oh, come on! I, no, look, not come on. What else has he got going on? I don't on? think he has to do that. Every know? time I see him on social media, he's just hanging out. Like he, he was just hanging out with Conor McGregor. He, like he what has, is this man doing? Look, look, I mean, as a receiver, as a receiver, yeah. But Chad has nothing to prove. I'm saying he's a Hall of Famer. He's he's one of the most prolific wide receivers we've ever seen play the game. I've ever seen play the game. He has nothing to prove at that position. You want somebody with something to prove? Call Johnny Manziel. Well, My boy is doing direct commercial. Well, they, they did right. Yeah, <laughs> he's yeah. doing direct insurance commercials. Get that man a phone call right now. Shout out, shout out direct insurance for not <laughs> caring who they get. They're just yeah. like, yeah, sign him. He's $20. Shout exactly. out Money Manziel. Exactly. Money Manziel. Money Manziel. Big Manziel. money right now. Hey. XFL's calling you, bro. That's it. All right, guys. Well, that wraps it up for us. We appreciate you listening. We'll see you all next week. Follow us on social media at 3OT Podcast.